0: join hannah monroe managing director of itas a financial transformation consultancy as she interviews key experts to give you real world advice and guidance on how to transform your processes people and data welcome to cfo 4.0 the future of finance hello everybody and welcome to our first financial transformation live session of 2023 um, I might be a little bit rusty because obviously I haven't done one since Christmas. But thank you all for joining me. And, you know, I think I'm still allowed to say happy new year, might be a little bit late. So today's session is um, well, I always say it's gonna be a quick one, but it ends up being a full hour and I dangerously run over. But today's session is all about flash reporting. Um, everything, you know, everything you need to know in terms of um, you know, how what it is how we start to deliver that as well. And I think it has, you know, a lot of people throw this term around. So we're actually going to get into what it is, how we implement, and it's, it's, it is easier than you think. Okay. So as always, we're going to get into the practicalities behind financial transformation, share some best practice and knowledge, but also do remember that this is a live session. So please do ask as many questions as you like. Um, yeah ideally they they would be relevant but if they're not don't worry just put them in there and we'll either follow up after the session or i'll try and find a point in which we can incorporate and you never know if we get loads of time at the end of the session then we'll do a bit of a recap um and cover off any any questions and maybe turning it into an faq on financial transfer like which would be a new thing um so firstly i just want to say thank you um to all those that have reached out recently Um, I've had loads of um, people having, you know, reaching out to ask questions and comments and give feedback. Um, So, firstly, thank you to everyone who's been on one of these sessions or listens to the podcast and has come back to us. I really appreciate all of the, all of the engagement you guys give me. So, the key topics we're going to cover is what is flash reporting? So, you might have heard the terminology. Um, and, you know, you've not quite understood what it is. So we'll cover that. We'll make sure that everyone's on the same page. We're going to talk about how it is different from normal month-end reporting. And there are some key differences, right? We're not just doing a full month-end every week, though. You know, some people use this as a tool to get into that continuous close model. That's a different conversation. Um, we talked about how to implement. So what are the steps that you need to follow and think about when you're actually going to put this in place in your own business? And I'm going to give you some top tips and things to think about. Um, as always, um, I, um, I have a few PowerPoint slides prepared, um, but less normal, because what I actually want to do is talk around this topic. Um, and again, I'm really open and hoping there's going to be some good questions coming through. So for those of you that don't know, we do these sessions every month. So January is a little bit of an exception. We gave everyone a chance to get back into the swing of things. Um, but the next sessions we've got is how to map out your finance integration project. So we're going to talk about how we approach building out an integration map you know, um, and, and documenting that integration. Um, so that's the March session. And in April, we've got some top tips before starting your finance system implementation project. Because I, I think, you know, having done this personally for well over 10 years, I'm not sure I want to admit to any longer than that, um, there are, I can quite easily, as I go into a project, I can quite easily see those that are going to have a really smooth time of it. And, and I can, you know, you quickly get to grips with those that might have a few more challenges. So um, Sophie, as always, is doing a fabulous job on the link. So if you want to sign up to those sessions, please do. The links are all in the chat. Um, come join us. You know, even if you don't, um, you can't make those specific dates, don't worry. It is on available on demand, um, afterwards. Um, and all of our previous sessions, um, you can actually find on our website. So somebody actually messaged me over the last week just asking how they get access to the older sessions. Can they, you know, can they share them? So the best place to go is our, actually our website. So our website is uk. Um, forward slash financials uh, dash transformation dash live, um, but don't worry if you just get onto our website um, and go to the resources section on our website. There is a whole section with the pre all of the financial transformation lives, and that includes all of the videos and any of the downloads and links that are within there. So here is a list of all of our previous past sessions um, because you know we do. A lot of these things are still relevant. In fact, are just as relevant today as we were when we did them. You know, I've got so many topics I want to cover. I wish um, and we're actually considering doing these sessions more often. It's just capacity, too many uh, <laughs> implementation projects. Um, but, um, you know, there's a whole suite of guides. So if you ha- um, suite of um, content that you can access and it's free, right? So just get in. If you're new to into role and you're just beginning your financial transformation journey, then go back there. If you're a regular listener, Perhaps you missed a session, you didn't know we did. There, They are all there on the page um, and are available. Okay, so let's get on to today's topic. Um, so today's topic is flash reporting. And I think um, flash reporting is one of those terms where um, it comes up quite a lot um, when I'm speaking to people is that, you know, and it's, it's one of those buzzwords that everyone brings around um, and talks, you know, talks about And I I just want to kind of unpick what it is. So fundamentally, flash reporting is a, you know, is a snapshot at a point in time of, you know, of a report or, you know, the KPIs of the business. So it's key financial and operational data. It is different to moving to a real-time reporting model, okay? So flash reporting is, we know that at this point, at this point in time, this report is 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 ready to go it is accurate it's good um, to use and consume um, and the idea behind it is that it should be a one-pager a dashboard that your management or executive team or department heads can access to get a gauge on how the business is doing and how specifically their area is doing okay so um, you 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 know ideally you would it it would be the shortest time possible right so what i mean by that is we talked about it being a periodic snapshot um it should cover um just that point in time so some you know you could get to a point where you're doing daily um flash reporting so every morning 9 a.m the you know the reports are produced for the wider business you get that a lot in sort of more sales orientated businesses um But fundamentally, you know, weekly is the most common that we see and we talk about. Um, And again, you know, for me, flash reporting is a stepping stone to real time, always on reporting, like that's where we want to be. But it's a good middle step to understand and um, identify the challenges that you have and start to work your way towards that always on reporting. Okay, so if you're already into always on reporting, then brilliant, you know, You you may not need to attend this session and, you know, perhaps look at some of the other, the sessions that we've got. But if you are able to at any point pull a report and know that that data is correct and up-to-date and valuable to the business, then this is a great way and a step in the right direction. Okay. Um, And again, um, anything I say doesn't make sense, um, you know, needs more depth or um, delving into then, you know, Please do, um, just pop, you know, do try them up in the chat, um, and do ask questions. So fundamentally, flash report, flash reporting is a snapshot of the business, the financial and operational data, normally in one, and ideally in one view so that people don't have to delve into, you know, pull, pull lots of different reports so that they can get an idea of how they are performing. And I guess you know just to follow up from the what it is, why is this important? So if you think about the current environment we are in right now, in terms of the economic change, um, and if you think about the environment that we've had over the last three to five years, um, it's been it's been a crazy, crazy couple of years. There's been so much change, and businesses have had to be really agile and react quickly to the current circumstances. And what flash reporting does is it gives you a way to go. Do I need to make a course correction? So you think about that massive ship, rather than getting to the end of the month, you know, maybe even two weeks later after the end of the month, because that's how long it takes you to close your month end, um, and you and at that point correcting the ship, you're already off course. So what a lot of businesses do and finance teams do is use flash reporting as a way to go, do we need to? Um, you know tweak our direction do we need to make a course correction a slight one a small one to make sure that we end up at the end of the month where we need to be as a business Um, and and it's a lot easier to make smaller corrections and tweaks and get on stuff earlier than it is to find you to catch up with a huge gap at the end of the month so so that's what we mean by flash reporting um it's also a really good way to, to, to enable the wider business to make better decisions, okay? So if you think about budget holders, because they'll be, you know, they'll be, there'll be a potentially approving costs, seeing, you know, seeing invoices come through um, as they go through the month, but actually by surfacing them visibility of how their team is doing, they're just more aware. Um, and again, you know, the whole sending out and I, and I, and I, I do refer to it as a sending out. It can just be an alert to say your dashboard is ready. Right. But that process of bringing, saying to everyone, right, this data is good to go. You know, the reports are there kind of gives them a, a t- you know, a mental check to go, right, I'm going to go in and check. Um, and i'm gonna I'm gonna make sure that we're we're on track where we need to be. So it just gives you that opportunity to bring everybody onto the same page and allow them to make their own course corrections before you get to the end of the month. okay. So the other reason that flash reporting is really valuable is that, like I said, for me, it's a pathway to continuous close and real time reporting. Because in order to deliver flash reporting, maybe that's the next step. But flash reporting is different to your management reporting in a couple of different ways. The first thing is it needs to be quick to prepare, right? If not instant. A lot of our customers are, you know, have access to this. And it's more about just sending out that email to say, guys, you know, flash report, you know, dashboards are all there you know, I've I've reviewed them, they're good to go, you know, jump on them. So it should be quick to prepare if not instant. Um, It should, it it may not be 100% accuracy. And this is a big thing for some finance teams. Now, you know, if you've ever um, had to get reports out to people, you know, there is always that fear that you're going to put something in front of somebody, and there's going to be a a hole in it, or it's not going to be quite right. You know, You've got to get into the mindset that with flash reporting, with real-time reporting, it needs to be good enough. And good enough is something that in finance, we need to become a lot more comfortable with because we need, rather than waiting for perfection, that extra two weeks of, you know, rigor that we do at the end of the month, then those extra five days of um, reconciliations that we do, depending on how long your month takes, right? That adds value at the end of a month, at the end of a year, but... Giving people access to information earlier, even if it's not a hundred percent correct, is still enough to give them a gauge. That's all we're looking to do. We're looking to give them indicators. You know, are we about to hit an iceberg? If so, I want to know now. I don't want to know once we've hit it, because um, we wanted to triple check that it was actually ice. Yeah, um, we want to absolutely get visibility nice and quickly. And, and the third thing, and I think this is this is about educating your consumers of reports, is that those numbers will change. You will get more invoices. But you will get more um, orders being placed. You will have accruals and some of those elements coming in. But what fundamentally flash reporting should do is say, are we on the right track? Yeah, it looks like we're going in the right direction. Great. Let's move on and start and keep that direction going. That is what we're looking to do. And fundamentally, you know, when we go go back to my first point, which is about it being quick to prepare, if you can speed up the production of those reports, so it literally should take minutes, it should never take hours, right? If you are doing spending hours to prepare reports, there is something wrong with how you are doing it. Not with how, you know, your skills potentially, but with either your data, and we'll talk about some of the things that slow stuff down. But it needs to be quick to prepare, right? Because you need to be able to do this daily, if you needed to, weekly at a minimum, and just get it out. You need to not be sitting there spending hours doing it, because actually, you know, all of that data could change in a matter of hours. Okay, so flash reporting is very different from management and exec reporting. Um, And again, it's all about, is it accurate enough? Is it is it good enough? Okay. So, so what should you include? Um, And, and the answer is, what do you need to include? Right. And if you haven't sat down with your stakeholders, um, and actually understood, like, what is the valuable mid month information that they need, maybe propose it like that. If they could look at a report on a daily basis, so they knew where to prioritize their efforts, what would that be? Um, So I'm going to talk to you about some of the things that other businesses do. But fundamentally, this will be different to your business, because I, you know, I work with lots of different businesses across lots of different industries. Um, And whilst there are um, some core components, right, everyone's looking at their operational KPIs, you know, that could be new customers, um, that could be number of projects, you know, hours worked, utilization for project based industries, a SaaS, that could be what's our ARR what's our MRR, you know, what's our churn, you know, those key operational metrics. For manufacturing, that could be, you know, what's our, you know, our delivery time, how many works orders are we processed, what's our current lead time. You know, think, depending on the industry you are in, that could change quite dramatically. So thinking about um, the key KPIs that drive your business, um, and and I'll talk to you about sometimes what you want to report and may not be what you're able to. So we're going to go through a process of how we deliver. But fundamentally, start with what does the business need, right? We'll get to how do we deliver afterwards. So fundamentally, operational KPIs, you know, that could be pipeline. You know, think about all stages as well. Finance is becoming more than just the, you know, the p producers and the balance sheet producers of the business. They are... Owning, or certainly the the ones that we're working with, are starting to own the wider data analytics piece. The start, you know, finance is becoming the 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 team that are connecting finance data into operational data and surfacing that for the organisation. So you know, think wider than just the you know the financial data. You start there, but think wider. um Obviously, there is a financial element. So things like liquidity. though what's our cash flow looking at? Really, really important at the moment. Um, we all know that cash flow can be challenging. That funding um, is taking a little bit longer to roll through than it has normally. So, you know, there's a lot of conversations about that. So understand, you know, key ratios that the team might be working with. Um, and of course, profitability. Now, this is where people's, this is where you might need to look at. Can I deliver this? Because very often the customers, the reason they speak into us is they can't, they can't get this data out of their current system. Um, so, profitability, you know, in some ways is one of the most important areas of flash reporting, but it can be the hardest to do if you haven't got the right infrastructure to support it. Okay. So, so three, think along your three key areas. What are your key key, uh, key KPIs for each department or area? Um, Can you surface that information? Thinking about um, your financial ratios, your liquidity as like can we, you know, can we keep the wheels turning on the business? And then thinking about profitability. Are we monitoring margin? Are we getting the most out of um, every team, every customer, every product that we're working with? I, I say this like, so this is one of my favorite sayings, especially when it comes to reporting, is applying the Goldilocks principle. So um, I'm hoping you, I'm, you know, it's not just me. I'm not that old that no one knows what Goldilocks is, but, you know, Goldilocks and Free Bears. So is it, you know, what we're looking to do for, for for this flash reporting is we're not worried you know we we are not worried about being too perfect it doesn't mean need to be hundred percent accurate but we also don't want it so inaccurate that it doesn't add value we just need to find that middle ground as to where is accurate enough and I'm you're going to hear that word is it good enough um the same with the volume of reports so a lot of people go I'm going to do every report that we we might ever need for my flash reporting and I'm going to you know go put all of them together you will get analysis by paralysis, right? Your team, your your executive may not even read all the reports with there's so many. So you need enough to give them visibility of what's happening. You need to make them relevant to the business area or, or their direct responsibilities, okay? But you don't want to overwhelm them with too much, but you also want to make them useful. If people aren't dialing in to look at that, then something is wrong, yeah. So most executive teams are screaming out for information. They want more. Um, and if you've got people that aren't consuming reports, then that is a go back to the drawing board and make sure you follow the process that we talked that we will talk about shortly in terms of how you approach reporting. OK, um, so, yeah. So what we're trying to do is find the middle ground when it comes to this. And one of the key questions is do I actually need technology to do new technology to do this and and the answer to that is it completely depends you know I've seen smaller businesses deliver flash reporting in excel right um but fundamentally it depends on what you're trying to deliver you know excel has its place in that small business but fundamentally you need to think about three things right so the technologies that tend to be discussed in order to deliver this are are, you know, well, I say it's technology, but fundamentally, you need to think about your reporting architecture. And I'm missing, I've realized, guys, apologies, I'm missing an extra um, thing. So the four things you need to think about are your reporting architecture. And what I mean by that is your data structures that sit underneath your finance system. So very often, the reason that people can't get out the reporting that they want is because they, maybe their chart of accounts isn't designed to work in that way maybe the data architecture that's sitting in the finance system doesn't have the ability to tag a transaction with a customer. Yeah, so the first question you need to ask is, is it it my technology or is it my reporting architecture? Is it how I'm entering data? Again, you know, you need to do that. The second thing you might need to look at is integration, because obviously we want to push data out to the business on a regular basis and a quick basis. Um, And fundamentally, if you are spending hours and hours importing data or uh, manually keying in data from system to system fundamentally that's not going to work right um you're not going to be able to get the data out um and and the, re- the information out in a way that is practical so that's the second thing so think about your integration the third thing is report production and the reality of you know reports is that you can do things like odbc links to get tvs directly into excel sheets etc but You need to be able to surface that information and share that information with your executive team. So, what I say to people generally is like, is you can start with Excel, but pretty, you know, if you genuinely want to get into that real time reporting, um, you know, dashboarding based scenario, you are going to need some kind of reporting or analytics tool. Now, that could be a decent finance system with it embedded or I, data analytics layer that sits on top of your finance system. So either or you might need to look at that and you need to find ways to automate your day-to-day tasks. So classic example, supplier invoices, right? If you are spending, if your team are just constantly on the back foot trying to get invoices into the system, trying to code them right, manually typing them in, then, you know, that data is always going to be behind. And what we need to look at is can we get data in faster, and how do we do that? Can we do corrections to the existing data? So think think about like things like prepayments. When I receive a purchase invoice, can I automatically stagger it over a period as I enter it? So, um, so the answer is no. You don't you don't need technology to do this. You you can do it without it as long, but you will find that you are limited in terms of um, how quickly you can produce these. The quality of the presentation, the drillability, and the ability to do manual corrections on the fly, as you know, you'll have to do a lot more corrective action, which is what stops a lot of people from doing flash reporting if you don't have the right technology. Okay. So for me, technology is a catalyst in flash reporting. You can start the process with probably what you've got, but when you want to get into more mature flash reporting models, Better analysis across customers, across products, you know, across contracts, particularly SaaS or projects. If you're in project orientated industry, you are likely to need to at least think about a longer term technology strategy. So, so what are the steps that we need to work through to deliver flash reporting? So, the first thing you need to do is understand what is the reporting requirement. Yep, yeah? you need to go out to the wider stakeholders and understand. Either in groups of stakeholders, i.e. you know, maybe your board want to get access to this, your executive team, your team leads, your project leads, you know, if you're project orientated. I spent a lot of time in projects recently. Um, but um, fundamentally, you need to uh, speak to all of your stakeholders and understand the requirements. OK, um, and y- when you gather those requirements, I want you to think about the personalization for each group or individual. Because nothing puts people off, like lots of information that isn't relevant. So if you're going to surface, say, departmental reports, you should give each department their own departmental reports. Now, your executive, your CEO might want to look across all of the departments. That's great for him. But fundamentally, you want to give each department their view of their data so that they don't have to go hunting for it, right? So make sure when you go into your requirement Gathering, you're not just saying, right, we want a PL. Well, what level do we need to go down to a map PL? Do we need drillability? Is that going to add value? Do we need to be able to split like marketing? Do they need to be able to have more depth of information in terms of splitting out their spend, not just by their nominals, but then by the supplier within those nominals? How much they're spending on Google, um, paid ads, how much they're spending on SEO, etc. So you really need to make sure you are clear. And what the end goal is for those departments what that what that team uses because the last thing you want is you to send some cracking you know your you get the reports out you get the p l out and then they come back with oh can you just give me that drill down no that's not what we're trying to deliver here we're trying to surface the exact information that they need so that they can consume it instantly understand if they're on track and move on yeah um, and, and um, that's really really important. So get your requirements gathered first and don't feel like you need to qualify at this stage okay we're going to get to that so what i want you to do is really spend the time going if i could wave a magic finance wand and i could give you any kind of reporting what's what what it is what is it that you would would really add value yes yeah, so understand the perfect scenario what is you know what does exceptional look like for them from a reporting perspective what does good enough look like, and what is not good enough? Like, where do they struggle if maybe with reports that you give them at the moment? How much work are they having to do to be able to get insight and, you know, from that, those reports that you are already giving them, okay? So requirement gathering, so remember, different stakeholders, understand, you know, what is, except you know, the different levels of reporting, so exceptional, good, not good enough, um, and understand the personalization requirements for each group. The next step is then to assess those requirements, because like I said, there will be so much you can do without changing either processes or technology. There may be some things that you can surface, but you need to decide as to what changes do I need to make to my processes, my technology, or, you know, what um, caveats I need to put around these reporting requirements to be able to deliver the flash reporting. And, and, you know, can I deliver this? in 30 minutes prep time now and i i'm just going to qualify this even further is i don't mean 30 minutes prep time per individual reports yeah because that isn't flash reporting if you're spending an entire day producing reports because there's you know 20 different variants of the same report all slightly different to meet their reporting requirements then that's not flash reporting that's we're still in you know end of month reporting you need to get can i can I give the team access to this data in a way that I can surface all of those reports, you know, in, you know, in 30 minute is what we're aiming for. Sometimes it's le- a little bit more. Sometimes it's a little bit less. Um, but that's what we're looking for. And then you need to then un- start unpicking your infrastructure. Right. So what is stopping you from doing this? Is it that you don't have a way to. Surface reports to the team. Like, you know, you can give them a report, but you can't give each department, you know, you're actually just going through and running that report, sending it out to each department is really time consuming. So is it the reporting distribution that's the problem? Um, is it that a lot of your data requires correction before it comes in? So maybe. Um, you know, we talked about prepayments. That's a classic example. You know, we need to, to split those over so many months or we need to do some rev rec on that date before it goes in and we don't do that to the end of the month end. So you need to think about, like, can I bring that forward? Can I do it on point of entry? Do I need to look at some processes or automation around that? Um, and also, is there data that you just can't get hold of until the end of the month? So have this a lot with things like payroll. So, so what you might want to consider is, can I get like estimates into the system that are almost like a halfway house? And now this will depend on your finance technology, but we do a lot with Intact, where we'll kind of have like a, almost like a forecast layer or a commitment layer that says, this is where we think, you know, based on the hours that have been worked, this is where we think our salary journal is going to end up or this is the budgeted salaries for this month. This is the headcounts, et cetera. So can you get in estimate data? So you spend your time getting the estimate data in to put the other information into context. Um, maybe you need to rethink your chart of accounts because the guys want to split their P&L and look at this level, but your, your P&L is uh, very top level. So all of those kind of questions, so unpicking the reporting requirements happens at this stage. So you've got requirement gathering. What is it that the business wants and needs? Reporting assessment. Can I currently deliver that? If not, why not? Then we go to like how, if well, if I wanted to deliver the dream that the team are asking me for, what are the things that I need to change and do? So is this process related, technology related um, or other, right, because there's always another. Um, and then what you want to do is prioritize. So anything that you can get out quickly, do it, right? If you know that you can, you know, you could just start with the basics the very basic which is each you know each week we're going to send p l balance sheet age debtors age creditors out right and that's where we start so you need to prioritize how you're going to do maybe there's um, a particular department that is struggling maybe they're consistently over budget focus on them yeah so there's lots of ways that you can prioritize but you, you might find that there's a certain set of reports that are super easy to get out if you can get them out just get those out and that's your first wave of flash reporting and then you you can put together a plan or, which is my next step, a phased implementation. So then what you say is, right, this set of reports and these set of stakeholders, I can deliver, you know, I can deliver the the, the medium level, the good enough level. Um, and I can do that pretty quickly. So I'm going to start there. These set of, st- set of stakeholders, um, I can't deliver anything good. So they are going into my my priority for infrastructure change yeah and they'll be part of the next wave but we're going to deliver the exceptional that they're asking for you know these these guys actually you know they don't really need reporting you know they're not a priority for, at this stage so we're going to put them on the back burner so just chunk it down into a phases right i tend to say 6 weeks 3 months is normally the ideal um you know in terms of delivering um you know like mini phases of an implementation it just depends on what you're delivering etc but you know if you're saying right phase one is 12 months you're you're not moving fast enough you know it's my honest opinion and you need to get it going faster so you might need some help so speak to um your your software provider reach out if you're struggling ask me any questions anything that is stopping you you know, you should have got through all of your barriers as part of your reporting assessment infrastructure. Should I just have a list of what is stopping you and we'll help you unpick it, right? So just figure out what those barriers are and then we can figure out how we fix them. But you've got to understand the barriers before you do. Now, once you've actually implemented and you've got your first set of reports out, you then need to evaluate. So there's a couple of questions that you need to ask yourself around the flash report you delivered. So the big question is, did it add value? Did the stakeholders get what they needed to add? What is their feedback on what I gave them? Did it, um, you know, was it, it, was it accurate enough? Yeah, not was it accurate, was it accurate enough? Um, did it, did it have enough personalization? Um, you know, did the stakeholders then look at that and go, actually, now I need to know this to be able to, to action what I've seen um so so that's the first part of evaluation the second one is the actual process of delivering that flash reporting how long did it take what were the barriers are encountered what were the challenges that we had in getting this out you know and from a finance perspective was it accurate enough is there ways we can make it more accurate um you know it's the things that we can do differently okay and you need to feed back in that cycle that's why i say like Phase implementation is always a good thing. Focus on the quick wins. Let's get some momentum. But then keep looping back around. So a lot of people do the first way and go, oh, God, yeah. sit back, breathe. Oh, my God, we've got it out. You know, We don't. Have, we just do the same thing again. No, right? We're building this agile, continuous improvement methodology within finance. It needs to keep rolling. And then we execute again. This is the thing. You've got a week, right? So reports out, quick, quick, quick. Um, Quick huddle, go like how was it? What worked well, what didn't, what do we need to change? Right, next piece. Okay, and then execute again. And because you're doing this in a really slick periodic base, you'll see some, you'll really see momentum and you'll see those changes really quickly. Okay, so route to flash reporting from the top, gather your requirements, speak to your stakeholders, establish what good, um, good enough and poor looks like, assess each of those requirements to decide how quickly I can deliver it. How quickly I can make the changes? You know, how much value is this going to add to the business? Then go through your infrastructure. You know, what could I do to build an infrastructure underneath and around my finance systems and processes that will allow me to deliver all of the requirements that I've been asked for? What is it I need to change? And then go back and say, where do I need to prioritize? And I'm going to think about time to delivery. How quickly can I implement this particular item? How much change do I need to make? What is it going to cost me to make those changes and prioritize accordingly? I'm then going to implement in a phased manner. So I'm not going to try and do everything at once. I'm going to have a a continuous wave of new reports and value-add insight coming out. Um, I might just start with surfing the numbers and then look at a more phased implementation where I add context or um, commentary around my reporting. And then after each wave of reporting, I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to think about what worked well. Where can I improve? How can I make this more accurate? And what do my stake, what do my stakeholders get out of that? Because if they are not consuming reporting that you are giving them, then um you're not serving the right reporting, right? So you need to understand that requirement, you know, or it's not easy to interpret. Do you, you know for those non-financial users, do you need to display it in a format that is easy for them to see? Like literally has budget and actual, yeah, or highlights the areas where they're over budget. So they're doing reporting by exception rather than reading all the numbers. So you need to think about your users, how they consume. And if they're struggling to consume or get value from it, you need to change something. Like, because fundamentally, finance is there to support um, with insights and to give insight to those individuals. And then execute again. Continuous execution, right? So we, you know, I talk about, you know, I I do think about flash reporting as being weekly, right? But it can be daily. So I've seen a lot of, you know, quite industry-specific um, I see a lot of it in recruitment, like flash reporting, where it's daily, like instant visibility of numbers, number of calls, the um, replacements, et cetera. So again, it can be just specific, but just think about what is the right cadence for you as an organization as well. Okay, and finishing up. So my top tips, don't over-promise with your stakeholders. So when you're going into that reporting requirements, the answer isn't that you're going to ha- do not promise dates until you've understood the requirement, right? don't like understand what their dream looks like, really dig into, is that really what you need? Is there any depth in that? You know, if I could give you this, would that work for you? So, you know, don't over promise to your stakeholders, because there is nothing worse than stakeholders getting reports and it not being what they expect. So really set the bar low in terms of expectations, but then over deliver. Set expectations that we talked about setting the bar low, but set expectations around the quality of the data they're receiving. Make them aware that it may not be 100% accurate, that it is, we're we're aiming at the 80 to 90%, that there may be the odd invoice that isn't included, right? And what it comes down to materiality. Does this impact your decision making and is it needed in there to impact? So setting the expectations around accuracy and that it is going to change. You know, that reporting will is not static. It's just a snapshot at that point in time. And that you'll still have your month end reports, which will be the finalized, reconciles, and perfectly perfect figures that you're going to serve in front of them. So and help them understand the difference. You know, take the slides that I did and say, what's the difference to so that report And these three things. One, it's going to be quicker to get out. Two, it's not going to be as accurate as our month end. But you know, um, and and actually, and three, it will change. Yeah, I'm expecting it to change. If it doesn't change, it's we as a business are doing something really wrong. So, you know, setting those expectations at the beginning with your consumers of the reports is really important. Um, acknowledge and understand that this is an iterative process, you know, particularly if you haven't done anything like this before. Expect feedback, um, ask for it, drive it, you know, Go and tap people on the shoulder, have coffee with them, say, look, can we just have a look at the flash report and see what you think? You know, expect and ask for feedback and then action it quickly. Because as soon as you become that agile, responsive finance team, where you're constantly tweaking the reports and adding more value, you you know, people will start coming to you. You'll see versus rather than a pull, which it might be at the moment, like pulling, saying, what do you, you know, what what information do you need? yeah. Um, you, you'll end up into in, in a push that people are going. Guys, can we add this into our? You know, can we add this into our to do list for flash reporting? This would be really valuable. This is why it's valuable. This is the priority. So again, then that mindset shifts and finance becomes that value added business partner because people are asking for insight and um, visibility. Um, be agile with your approach. Right. So something's not working change it this is the lovely thing about flash reporting right with month end right you send to put out the same set of management reports each month right but um you've it's it's a monthly cycle right so it takes longer to change and to develop flash reporting is coming out every week or every day you know depending on your your cadence so you know use that to your advantage you know you don't have to say look this week we're going to try this and the next week i'm going to have a look at that other thing that you asked for yeah be really agile um and fundamentally, go into this thinking, I'm going to use this as a catalyst for change, right? I want to get to the point that rather than me sending out reports, people just go in whenever they need to, and the data is there, and it's ready to go, and it's in real time. That's the dream, right? That's where, in reality, we want to end up and, you know, and and use this, this concept of shifting to flash reporting as a tool set and a catalyst to deliver that. Okay. Okay, so that is the end of well, I say it's the end. That is the core of today's reporting. So um if I I really hope you found it valuable, I'd love to get any feedback you might have. Put it in the comments, send me a DM on LinkedIn or email me um or message me. Um, I really don't mind, but we do have our next session. So I mentioned this at the beginning. But for those of you that want to join, if you found this one useful or um, you find, you know, feel free to share as well. I saw a lot of people tagging people in, which is wonderful. Um, please do share this with anyone that you think might be useful. Um, you know, like I said, it's available. We 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 obviously surface it through LinkedIn, but we do have the whole YouTube channel and on our website is the whole back catalogue, so it's probably the best place to go. Um, thank you, Sophie, for putting my LinkedIn profile in. If you haven't, you know, reached out, if you're listening here, found it useful, send me a message, we'd love to hear from you. Um, the next session's on the fifteenth of March at one pm. We're going to talk about mapping out your finance integration, um, and we've got some um, some key content that you might find interesting. So, for those of you that haven't um, seen our last one, so we put together a session just before Christmas on building out your twelve month transformation plan. So that's a really good session around you know planning for this year. Some people have, might have just got out of their year ends and they're ready to look at their strategy. Um, For for transformation for the next year. That's a great session. Please do sign up. Again, feedback questions just asked away. Um, For those of you that love the idea of shifting to real-time reporting, we do have a section on our website about how to do it um, and how the different Sage products can support it. So that is the gain insight with real-time reporting area. Um, Just go onto our website, click on problems we solve and click real-time reporting. Um, And then last but not least, if you know that you cannot deliver flash reporting with your current system and you're keen to understand, you know, and evaluate potentially another solution, do check out Sage Intact. It's, you know, it's been around for a good couple of years now. It's Sage's um, latest and greatest technology filled with reporting capabilities and AI and automation, all sorts of fun stuff that gets me really excited. Um but um do you, uh, we do for any of our existing intact customers that are listening to this, we have a reporting tools webinar coming up for our customers. Um, and for those of you that are evaluating systems, please do go onto our website we um, we do have um, a whole load on reporting capabilities within Sage intact specifically, but also some of the other Sage products like fifty and two hundred as well. okay. So thank you so much for for being with us today. I hope you found it useful. Again, feedback's always welcome. Good or, you know, constructive or positive is always valued. Um my emails on there, our website address is on there. Or we'll pick up the phone and have a conversation, always happy to talk. I hope you've enjoyed this and I'm very much looking forward to our next session. Hope to speak to you soon. Take care of yourselves, guys. And uh, yeah, good luck with your flash reporting.